Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Good news is that he's taken responsibility here. You're satisfied with the outcome. Um, I am. And uh, you seem to be doing better. Judge Glenda Hatchett, thank you so much for sharing uh, your story with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for having us. Great to see you again. You too. Big interview coming up tomorrow night, sitting down with Congressman George Santos in the house. Don't want to miss that. That does it for us tonight. Banfield starts now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Banfield. It is Wednesday night. We're at, like at hump day. Hump day, halfway through the week. We are going to get there. Um, but this one kind of set me back. Uh, I saw some video today that made my stomach churn. Um, I, it's not like I haven't seen it before. And I think you have too. It's just every time I see it with a new victim, I just can't believe that we can be so cruel especially to women. So this one comes to us from Louisville, Kentucky. Neighbors heard a woman screaming after she kicked out the window of a second floor home. And what the police discovered when they got there was absolutely harrowing. It's almost like it's either real or a horror movie. And if you see the body cam from the police officers, you actually wouldn't know which. She was chained like a dog. The chain went from her neck that was padlocked down to a bolt in the floor in that bedroom. And her demeanor, that's what I want you to watch for right now. I'm going to show you a little clip here, just a very quick one. Her demeanor is what has stayed with me all day. Take a look. I'm going to show you the whole video, the whole body cam of how they got into that house, because that in itself was difficult. And um, you heard right. You heard that victim apologizing to the police. She's apologizing. All I can think of is like, what lies ahead for her? You know, and I also thought about J.C. Dugard, who was captive for 18 years grabbed as a kid and kept for 18 years, forced to mother children and birth on her own. Tonight, the therapist who has worked with J.C. Dugart is going to join us uh, to talk about what that woman has in store in the next few months and years and decades. So we're going to talk about that. And then we got a huge development in Brian Koberger. I swear I thought this was coming. And then all of a sudden in the last week, I thought it wasn't. And I thought, oh dear, we are barreling towards trial. 
And this guy at four accusations of murder with 51 terabytes of uh, evidence against him, just the data, just the, the data, right? Uh, how on earth could we go to trial in 11 months? Really 10 and change. Today, big monkey wrench and a whole bunch of demands from his lawyer. Um, one of them made me really mad. And I think some of them might make you mad. And I'll tell you what, we've got reaction from two of the parents of the Idaho Four who spoke with us today. I'm going to give that to you as well. And then there's this thing about him. We found out one more nugget about Brian Koberger's past. And yet again, booted from a program in law enforcement because of, yep, you guessed it, complaints from females. This time it goes all the way back to high school. Tell you all about that in a moment too. And then remember I told you last night they were digging at Dennis Rader's uh, home. Um, I mean, the guy's been locked away for two decades, but they are digging at his home. Tonight I have a special treat for you. We are going to speak with um, not only Carrie Rawson, who's his daughter, about what she has been doing face-to-face trying to get information out of her father, but also what she thinks it will take to get information out of her father. And then a couple of other stories on the side of serial killers that, you know, there's been a deal with the devil with some of these serial killers to try to get information out of them to help families get closure. And I'm going to tell you about one you may never have heard of where the government paid him $10,000 per body that he coughed up so that they could give closure to the families. Talk about that all in a moment. Let's start, though, with this incredible video that comes to us uh, from Louisville, Kentucky. The Louisville police had no idea what they were going to find when they got to this home after neighbors called them and said, Dear God, there is a woman on the second floor of a house, and we're looking right at it. She's busted out the window, and we can see, we can see with our own eyes through the window that she is chained at the neck. Someone has to come and rescue her. So they ran to the house, and they put on their body cams, and of course the first thing they would do is go to the door and try to get in, and sorry, Whoever decided to chain that woman decided no one would get into that house. Not at the front door, not at the side doors, not at the windows, nowhere. So they had to get a ladder from the neighbors who lent them this ladder. And they had to get up onto that roof right there where the broken glass was all kicked out. And they had to rescue a woman named Jonna Wilson. I'm saying her name because she's speaking publicly. Otherwise, we would never do that. But they rescued this woman from that second story window. And the scene that they encountered when they got in there, well, let me just play it for you in its raw version so that you can get the feeling that they got the minute they arrived upstairs. Take a look. Is it my open up? He did what? Is he Hispanic? But there's no one else in here, right? No, you can go. You saw it. 
as I saw it, stomach churning. There are truly monsters who walk among us, who would chain a woman by the neck with a padlock. They had to use an axe to get the chain off of the deadbolt that was in the, or the, the bolted part that was in the floor. And then when they had the chain and, you know, had it still attached to her, they had to bring her outside to use one of their um, law enforcement devices to actually get the deadbolt off of her neck. And you heard her apologizing to them. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. It just makes me wonder what on earth she went through and what on earth she has lying ahead. Uh, let me give you a couple of details. Uh, the man, can I call him that? <laughs> mm, he's a suspect right now, okay? Can't wait to follow this one. He was arrested just a couple of days later, and he is in jail. But I will tell you this, he's in jail, but he doesn't have a padlock around his neck, and he's not bolted to the floor, and I'm just going to take a wild guess here. I don't think he's being raped. I don't know if the sexual assaults that I'm guessing may have happened actually happened at this point. But this looks pretty sinister. And it took me back to Kayla Brown. Kayla Brown, 2016, in Anderson, South Carolina. Uh, she was also chained and uh, locked up in a shipping container on a serial killer's property in the dead of, of, the dead of uh, summer. So you can imagine what South Carolina in the summer months would have been like for Kayla Brown locked inside a shipping container for two months while Todd Kolhep raped her every day. He murdered her boyfriend first, murdered a few other people and scattered their bodies around his property and chained her up inside that container. And when the police got there, their body cameras were rolling too. And this is what it looked like when they rescued Kayla Brown. Watch out. Y'all move. I got it. Watch out, boss. Just a girl. Just a girl. Just a girl. Just How are you, honey? This we're is this, bolt cutters. This is our best. He's a paramedic. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're going to get you out of there, okay? Just hang loose for me. Anybody got a, I need a handcuff key. Handcuff key. I need a handcuff key. I need a handcuff key. And she, again, is chained around the neck as well. That's Kayla Brown. She survived that 2016 attack. Her um, rapist, her repeated rapist and the serial killer who may have probably had plans to kill her, too, uh, he um, was put away. He was put away. Todd Colehead put away. Her hands were chained together, by the way, as well. You will probably also remember Ariel Castro. That was one of the worst, the Cleveland House of Horrors, where he actually grabbed three girls, uh, Michelle Knight, Amanda Berry, and uh, Gina DeJesus. And she, he kept them captive for 10 years in his home. 10 years he kept these three girls. He fathered children with them. They were rescued by the police. Castro put away, killed himself in jail. Good riddance. I want to bring in Mike King. Mike King is a retired homicide detective. There are nearly 30 years of experience. He hosts the very popular uh, podcast Profiling Evil on the YouTube channel. Um, and also Dr. Rebecca Bailey is a family psychologist. She helped one of America's most well-known kidnapping victims, J.C. Dugard, reintegrate after her ordeal. First to the law enforcement angle. Mike, um, I was shocked. I feel like you'll be shocked even as a seasoned detective. But I guess the question is, um, you must have seen some of this stuff in your day. You, you know, Ashley, that's, I guess, the most disgusting thing is the toll that's placed on 
police officers, social service workers, uh, folks like Dr. Bailey. Uh, These are traumatic incidents, and you cannot go into them without reflecting on your own personal circumstances, whether it's a child sexual assault and thinking, holy cow, I've got an eight-year-old child at home that looks just like this kid maturity-wise and everything else. You carry that burden with you unless you have an ability and a system set up to have a bucket of goodness that you can tap from to go with all the ugliness that you experience in this profession, it could absolutely be debilitating. Dr. Bailey, tell me about it because I heard out of this young woman's mouth, I'm sorry, sir. As the police are rescuing her, she's apologizing to them. And I could hear the the, the tremors in, in her voice. And you've had firsthand experience with J.C. Dugard and her rescue and, you know, her rehabilitation. Tell me what is in store for this young woman. Well, I just want to first, if it's okay, acknowledge what Mike said. And I think that's part of what you heard in the apology. Both Mike and I have experienced, I believe, victims and survivors who know the toll that it takes on the people that rescue them. And so they know what they look like and they know how horrendous it is to see people in that state. So that's one piece when someone says, I'm sorry, when they're being rescued. It's not the first time we've heard that. Um, well, there's a lot ahead. There's gratitude for being alive and survival. And hopefully people will give her the space she needs to heal and to be allowed to be okay. The worst is behind her. And we all need to remember that. And she really can be okay will never be the same, but she can be okay. And the way I go on with this work, exactly what Mike says is having what we call glimmers in my life, but also having the opportunity to see the other side of the horror. JC, even Elizabeth Smart, who's become a good friend of mine, and so many names that you you never hear of, who can sit in my office or with me and my horses, and I hear the other side of recovery. So they can get there. That's the good news for us. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Bailey, I'm glad you said that because I have felt sick all day about, you know, the future for this one. But but the notion that they survived, uh, the relief that they survived, because I am assuming that every moment they're chained, most of them believe that they'll never survive it. That's what Kayla Brown certainly had said. I want to play something if I can. Um, I, I was astounded that that Jonna Wilson decided to speak. She spoke to a local news crew in Louisville Um but she wanted to, to she wanted to have her say, and I just want to play a quick snippet of that. Take a look. This is my only time. If I don't get free now, I'm not. I'm going to be dead. So I got close enough to the window to kick it out and call for help. As soon as he locked that lock, I knew it was over. He took my phone. Every door was screwed shut. The, the fire departments couldn't even knock down the doors. That's how bad they were screwed. Every window, he's got bolted. Every every exit, there's no exit in the house. She's just so incredibly brave. Mike, um, I was fascinated by the fact that you've actually spoken with a prolific serial killer who chained up his victims. His name was Robert Ben Rhodes. Did you get some insight from him about this? Rhodes is a very angry person, and the conversation was uh, rather short. In fact, it ended with him throwing a phone 
across the room. Uh, but but the thing that's so intriguing about these kinds of cases, and the thing that really is significant to me, Ashley is that when you see things like that chain being bolted to the floor, him carrying a chain with you, that wasn't an afterthought. That wasn't a, hey, by the way, this might be a good idea. There was planning and preparation and fantasy that was involved in this whole thing. And it's going to be interesting as the days unfold, as we learn what other kinds of domestic violence was going on in this woman's life. It doesn't matter what her background is or what she's experienced or whether she's been uh, involved in criminal activity. None of that matters. She deserved the right to not be victimized. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how the court pursues this one. And frankly, what the background is on this particular defendant now. Oh, boy. I mean, I can't wait uh, to see what happens to this suspect in this case. This is just pure, unadulterated evil. Um, Dr. Bailey, I, I did want to ask you a little bit about you know, finding normalcy again. I, I don't know if normalcy is the right answer, but in the reentry back to um, the real world, that her, you know, re- returning to her life, what do you counsel? What do you say? How do you get these victims to, I don't know, find some kind of repair and peace? Or do they never, ever return to the life that they had? So what I do is I help them teach me about survival um, and teach me about how they define their way to peace, which is kind of a sidestep of an answer. But each of them are so different. That woman was so touching to hear her and to hear her story. Um, They will never be the same. We can't pretend that they will. But they will, in in time, have healing, and hopefully they'll be able to gather people around them that support them. And also, really, to be honest, hopefully the media gives them time and space to get through this. Um, but the whole system, the whole family, the whole community where they came from is impacted by these things. You can't, as you said today, you can't unlook at it. It impacts all of us to know that horror and war- stuff like this happens around us all the time, you know, yeah. all the time. Um, but they can be okay. Can I ask you, um, Dr. Bailey, I've got about uh, 10 seconds left, but I, w- I really want to know how J.C. Dugard is doing. I think if she was right here, she'd say, I'm doing very fine. I'm doing great. Thank you very much. She's she's an amazing young lady, and um, she definitely has decided to make her story what to put her story in another spot and then go out and help other people and work with, we train law enforcement. We do all sorts of wild stuff. So she is doing fantastic and thriving. I'll let her know you asked. (laughs) I'm uh... Uh, thank you. I, I appreciate it. I think of her often. I remember I was working at ABC when her story broke, and uh, Diane Sawyer had been at the forefront of doing a lot of work with JC. Thank you for telling me that. Uh, Dr. Rebecca Bailey, thank you for your wisdom tonight. And al- as always, Mike King, thank you for sharing with us um, you know, what it's like to, to work on the other end of those rescues, too. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Still to come, um, will Dennis Rader ultimately take even more secrets to his grave? Or is there a way to pry them loose from that head? The reason I ask is because he is now a prime suspect in at least two 
previously unknown disappearances, and they are digging, folks. They're digging at his former home, the location of where he used to live before he became an inmate two decades ago. His own daughter is helping the investigators. She's now an arm of law enforcement, and she has met face-to-face with Dennis Rader, and she joins me live next. out of him, especially if you think there's more victims. What's in it for them to talk? I have something I want to tell you. When I was in college, uh, it was in Canada, a place called Kingston, Ontario. Kingston Max is a notorious prison. It was like a few blocks away from my dorm. And I used to go running all the time. And I'd go running right by Kingston Max. And inside was one of Canada's most notorious serial killers, Clifford Olson. That was his name, Clifford Olson. Clifford was famous not only because he, you know, killed uh, 11 children and teens that we know of, um, but because of what the government did to find those bodies and give those families closure and lock them up for life. They, they agreed to a negotiating tactic with them. $10,000 per body. You heard me right. $10,000 per body. If he coughed up the location of where the body was, that's 10000 Body number two, that's another 10000 And he did it 10 times. Ten times he gave them a location of a body, and it panned out. Body was there. And that's $100,000. He gave them an 11th, though. It was a freebie. Eleven people were found, and eleven families had closure. And he was locked away in Kingston Max, as my neighbor, uh, for life until he died. But that was so controversial. I mean, how do you do that? You can't profit from your crimes. It's against the law. So instead, they set up a trust for his wife and his infant uh, child, son, and they got the money. Well, they were victims too, you could say as well. But wow, wow, what a way to get the information. Would we ever do that here? Australia has an idea. Uh, they're looking at using sodium pentothal, 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 truth serum, injecting killers with truth serum to see if they can get more information out of them. That's interesting. Yesterday, Dennis Rader, one of our most notorious serial killers in America, um, yesterday, investigators went and dug up where he used to live because they now think he is the number one suspect in two more missing people. That would be Cynthia Dawn Kinney, 16-year-old cheerleader, went missing June of 1976, and Shauna Garber, um, She was found near Pineville, Missouri, December 1990, all in a tri-state area. They think uh, he might have been operating. His own daughter, Carrie Rawson, actually helped the investigators. She agreed to do away with the no-contact order that she had to put on her own father uh, so that she could go and, for the first time in 18 years, sit face-to-face with Dennis Rader, her father, and say, Dad, give us more information. Were you the killer of these two girls? Are there bodies at the home? Are there bodies anywhere else? Are there more bodies? Dad, please. There's a federal transaction immunity that's been granted, according to Carrie Rawson, for Dennis Rader. For three states, Kansas, Missouri, and Oklahoma, any any murders between 1963 and 2005 in those three states, he gets immunity if he coughs up the info. And still... Dennis Rader, not being very cooperative, and I know that because I had a conversation with Carrie Rawson today and she agreed to be my guest today.
tonight. I will say this, Carrie is just out of the hospital, and so she's um, going to be by voice only. Uh, she's still recuperating. Carrie, are you okay, and can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you just fine, and I'm doing um, well tonight. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. I know it's been a, a rough week for you with your own um, issues, but also then hearing about the dig, which you knew um, was coming. You volunteered to do something that I can't imagine was very easy for you. After 18 years of not seeing your father, you sat face to face with him. Tell me about it. Um, well, starting in January, my dad was releasing news to another outlet about Cynthia Kenny after Osage investigators were going and visiting him. Um, what was happening was that Osage was going in pretty cold, not with much information. And then my father was turning around making phone calls to people after they left, like basically building a case like for why he could be involved in the kidnapping and disappearance of Cynthia Kinney. So this information then was coming out through another outlet. And so I, I had been on record for months saying, no, it was just the 10, you know, just like all experts would have told you until maybe yesterday that it was just the 10. Then um, in June, you know, we found out about Shauna Garber. She, she was found murdered in um, um, Southwest Missouri um, in 1990. And, and, and that one actually really more fits his MO with the bondage, um, the way her body was found and the way she was dumped. So then I really was just wondering what was going on. And uh, I reached out to McDonald County, Missouri, and they quickly got me over to Osage County, Oklahoma, and, and flew me in within days. And then, like, I, I literally met with my Osage team, and then the next morning um, I was meeting my dad in prison. I can't imagine so, that that first um, moment when you were face to face. I guess a two prong question: What was it like for you, and did he say anything to you of value? Oh goodness, Ashley! Um, at first, like we just had a reunion. I, I mean, I hadn't seen him in eighteen years. He hadn't seen me. We had been cut off for two years. It, it had been letters all that time before that. So it, it took him a minute to process who I was. He's lost like seven inches and he's in a wheelchair. He's pretty much rotting like to his core. And so he didn't even necessarily recognize me. So we, we had to have a family reunion. Um, and then I just basically laid it out that I was there with Osage investigators. And at that time with McDonald County, that my team literally was in a, in a holding room. And that we were there to talk about serious things. And it was the first time he ever dropped his mask and became BTK in front of me. So did he tell you anything of value or did he stonewall you like he's been stonewalling investigators? Oh, he was running me down rabbit holes. And then when I went back about a month later, he was running me about, down about 500 rabbit holes where you can't get him to focus. Or, you know, I, I, I asked him what, like, do you if if use your intellect here and tell us what you think happened to Shauna Garber, you know, apply that if say put yourself in somebody's shoes and he came up with these theories and things, but then he, he gave me an alibi and I'm li literally believing him, even though I know he's a pathological liar. And then I go meet out with my team and they're like, he just lied to you. And I was like, prove it to me. And they pulled up a calendar and proved it to me. And then I was like, okay, he's yours, taking like frying because he's literally sitting there lying to his daughter that he hadn't seen in 18 years. 
They have given them this immunity deal that pertains to this tri-state area where they believe um, at least these two women and maybe more could be. Is there is there anything that can actually entice your father to give up any goods? W- would an immunity deal do anything given he's in prison for for life anyway? Well, the the idea is that if he would take immunity, like it would spare my family from having to go through possible grand juries and trials as like witnesses, his extended family. Um, it would spare the community. Um, my dad basically said maybe he would like to go out like a Roman candle. Um, it's important to understand, though, that it's not my dad pushing these. He's very um, unhappy with what's going on. It's the investigators doing the the hard everyday work of investigating that or, or pushing these cases. And we're coming up against a man that's playing lots of games. My father does not want to be put in a van and well, woken up in Oklahoma in a holding cell for, you know, the kidnapping of Cynthia Kinney. He wants to live his life out at the prison that he's at. So that's one pressing point that if he's not going to cooperate, then we're going to do this the legit hard way. And he's going to wake up some morning somewhere he doesn't want to be. That's fascinating. I would never have thought that. I usually think inmates want any field trip they can get. But since you just told me uh, that, you know, Dennis Rader's now in a wheelchair, maybe things have changed for him. Um, I, I can't thank you enough, Carrie Rossen, for joining me tonight. I know that, again, I'll repeat it. You've had a very bad week. This is a lot for you to do this interview. Um, and I think just emotionally as well, I'm just going to say it. Uh, that's that's got to be really rough for you to have to go through all of this at this time. So thank you so much. And I hope to speak with you soon. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll stay in touch. We're, we're going to be on this for a while here. <laughs> Thank you. I think we will. Carrie Rawson joining us live tonight. She is the daughter of Dennis Rader, the bind, torture, kill, serial killer, better known as the BTK killer. Unbelievable. Uh, coming up next, um, from one serial killer to another serial killer, there is a young woman in South Carolina who says she recognized that, that guy. She recognized that guy the minute his face hit the news. She said... That's the man who was with my mother right before she disappeared forever. South Carolina, she says, and her friend is joining us tonight to talk about why she believes Julia Ann Bean was with Rex Hewerman, the Gilgo Beach murder suspect, the Long Island serial killing murder suspect. Her friend believes that Julia Ann Bean was also a victim of Rex Hewerman. She is live with me next. Have you ever wanted to go above and beyond for your community? Volunteering for your local fire or EMS department is your opportunity. Join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. As a volunteer, you will meet new people, learn new skills, and make a meaningful impact. Learn more at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. 
SavedByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. If you suffer from COPD symptoms like shortness of breath and fatigue, where do you turn? There are medications and oxygen, but do you know about pulmonary rehab? Three out of five COPD patients have never heard of it. Pulmonary Rehab is an exercise, education, and support program that gives you tools to manage your condition. And Medicare typically pays for it. So whether it's grocery shopping on your own or just walking across the room, Pulmonary Rehab can help you. Visit livebetter.org to find out about your options for pulmonary rehab today. I'm a wife and the mother of two kids. And when I get to work in the precinct house and put on my uniform, I can tell you as a police officer, we're building partnerships. This should be happening everywhere. So the police should be reaching out to this community. And this community should reach out to the police. That's the way to make this a safer place. Start the conversation and help stop crime. To learn the five things you can do, go to ncpc.org slash preventviolentcrime. A message from the National Crime Prevention Council and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Hello, I'm Kate Levy. When I was just 10 years old, I lost my father, Joe, in the 9-11 attacks at the World Trade Center. He was a lieutenant in the New York City Fire Department. For 9-11 this year, now a National Day of Service, I'll be doing what my dad loved to do, helping others in need. Please join me by doing your own good deed that day. Visit 911day.org to learn more. Thanks for listening to News Nation on the go. I'm Marnie Hughes, and this is America's fastest-growing cable news network, Chocolate, vanilla, caramel. Who says I have to choose? With Magnum ice cream, I can have it all and then some. I can indulge in layers and layers of decadent chocolate. Bite into velvety Madagascan vanilla bean ice cream. Get lost in gooey, rich caramel sauce. And no one can say a thing. Magnum ice cream. It's all my favorite ice creams in one. More is more. Discover decadence in store or online at magnumicecream.com. I see you finally got a new helmet. I did. Bought it cheap online. <laughs> Follow me. We'll turn off here. I'm right behind you. Watch the cars. They can be crazy. Patty! No! Are you okay? Somebody do something! Was this young man hit by a car? Yes, and his helmet is smashed. It's a brand new helmet. It's probably a fake. Fakes cause real harm. You're smart. Buy smart. Brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Kids ask their parents a lot of questions. Why can't people fly? Gravity. Is the moon really made of cheese? Yep, cream cheese. When can I move into a big kid's car seat? Uh... For some questions, parents may not have the answer, but that's okay. They can't know everything, but knowing the right seat for their age and size will help protect them in a car crash. Find out more at nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Where do babies come from? Good luck, Dad. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Chris Domine is a husband, father, an athlete, even an Iron Man. But 10 years ago, Chris's kidneys were failing. The doctor said, if you don't get a kidney transplant, you are going to die. Chris received a second chance, made possible by an organ donor. Your well-being changes from loss of hope to better times ahead. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. We have been talking for weeks now about Rex Hewerman being the Long Island Gilgo Beach serial killing suspect, right? And then today we might need a new name. 
because there is a woman in South Carolina who says, I know that face. I saw that face. It was on my graduation night. It was the last face I saw with my mother before I never saw her again. Julia Bean disappeared June 17, uh, June 2017 from Sumter, South Carolina, about 100 miles from Chester County, where, wouldn't you know it, Rex Hewerman has a property. Her daughter swears 100% that the last face she saw with her mother was the guy who drove them to the nail salon, made all sorts of promises of, I've got lake houses and you and your friends can use them anytime you want, and I'm going to marry your mother. And then she never saw the mother again. So this is big. Um, Julia Bean's dear friend, Heidi Kovitz, is speaking on her behalf, and she is kind enough to join me now for her first exclusive national interview. Heidi, thank you so much for, for being with us. How certain is Julia's daughter that Rex Heuerman is the man who was last seen with her mom? She's certain. It's him. It's him. She recognized him. Yeah, well, sorry, we have a big delay between us. My apologies. What what happened when uh, Julia's daughter um, made that um, you know recognition and Rex Hurman's face was splashed all, all all over the news? What was the next step for not just Julia's daughter but you as well? It was awful. Um, it's like it started the pain all over again. You know, you, you would think that you get some sort of like, but um, it started the pain all over again. And this pain was much worse. Now, you know, for sure that something awful happened to this girl's mother, my friend, and it's awful. It's, a, it's, it's, it's awful. And there, was, there was one detail that I thought was really fascinating, Heidi, and that was that Julia's daughter not only believes she saw Rex Hurman and recognizes him from the pictures, but she also says that it was a Chevy Avalanche in which this man uh, brought uh, her to the nail salon. This was her graduation evening. Have you all taken that information to the authorities? And if so, what's been the reaction? Um, so it was the night before graduation and, you know, Cam was all excited and Julie was meeting Cam to get her, their nails done. And, um, Julie pulled up in that, that truck and, um, the Rex Hewerman started to tell Cameron that, he um, had a couple lake houses and a boat. And like you said, she could, her and her friends could borrow it for, you know, graduation. And he was going to take her to a concert and he loved her mom and was going to marry her. And, um, you know, when Cam gave me that information, um, she was freaked she was really like, you know, we live in South Carolina. We don't pay attention to what's going on in New York. And, you know, this was not uh, a high profile case. You know, I was cleaning my house and heard it. And when I saw the victims come across the screen, 
I knew, you know, that's, that's, that's what happened to Julie, you know? And, um, so I started calling the police right away and I didn't feel like I was being heard or taken serious. So, and I couldn't sleep. So you have spoken with the Sumter County Sheriff's Office, right? I think uh, Detective Charles Bonner at the, um, Sumter County Sheriff's Office. Have you given a full report and the details of that, uh, of that Chevy Avalanche and, um, Julia's daughter, Cameron's um, firsthand, you know, witness account? Yes, I did. I did. I sure did. I drove all the way to Sumter to do it. <laughs> yeah, I lived two hours from Sumter, but I um, I was like, you're going to listen to me. And I did it on a Sunday morning and nine o'clock in the morning. I was bright eyed and bushy tailed, swollen eyes, crying for days, no sleep. Somebody's going to listen to me. Julie didn't leave her kids. She didn't walk away. She was taken. She wouldn't leave her kids. She wouldn't walk away. She was taken. And I and I, I just feel like it's really did, important that. Did right? Cameron, her daughter, ever see Rex Hewerman again after that last uh, sighting at the hair salon? The no, hair salon? never heard. Never heard a peep. Nothing. You know, but, you know... So he disappeared the, along with the mother. Right. Yeah. That's Strange. pretty specific. Um, what do you think happened to, to Julia? Where do you think she is? We, as adults, can kind of put two and two together. But there is still a slim chance that she could be alive. And she could possibly be on that property, in that house. There could be other women in there. You know, I don't understand why we're not going in there, but, you know, you got to leave it to the police to do what they got to do. But, I mean, I hope to God she's not in that house. I mean, this information came out over a week ago. Like, she's been missing since 2017. There's a possibility she's still alive. And, you know, I, I want I, I really want to speak for these kids, Cameron, Carson and Kaylee. They really miss their mom. They really love her. And they want her to know that, um, you know, Kaylee, the youngest, she's a sophomore in Texas State College. Carson is fulfilling his dreams. He's a Marine. Um, Cam, she's the tough one. She's the one that picked up all the pieces when Julie went missing. And um, she's a great mom. She's got three little kids. Julie would be a grandma with her little old self. And, um, we just want to bring Julie home. And these are Cam's word. Whether it's a tooth, whether it's a bone, whatever it is, she just wants a piece of her mom, something. We just want Julie home. Please, please. Heidi Kovis, I'm... I'm so thankful that you had, um, you know, the wherewithal to do what you did, take that information to the uh, authorities. And I'm thankful that you shared the story with us tonight. Let's stay in touch on this. I want to know what happens um, with your case and whether the authorities uh, make any connection to New York. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. That's Heidi Kovas. Uh, what a story. I mean, if that ends up being a connection, wow. I mean, Julia Bean has been missing, like we just said since 2017. So if that's connected to the Rex Hearman story, that will be remarkable. South Carolina.
a huge monkey wrench today in Idaho in the Brian Koberger case. Look, we have all been making plans and booking hotels and heading out to cover this trial because it was coming down the pike. I mean, we were just weeks away, believe it or not, from the start of the Brian Koberger trial, and it hasn't even been a year since the four victims he's accused of murdering met their fate in that house just off campus. So what happened today in this hearing? How did this all get blown up today? And what is this new revelation about yet another group of young women making complaints about his behavior and it's scuttling his dreams of being in law enforcement? Yes, there's another account of it. You're going to hear it next. Maybe he was born with his witty humor. Some people bring joy wherever they go. Some whenever they go. Or as a frontier newspaper reporter. There's nothing to be learned from the second kick of a mule. Maybe he got his insights from being a riverboat captain. Never argue with a fool. Onlookers may not be able to tell the difference. Wherever he went, Mark Twain found humor all around. Humor. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. My son Ian was diagnosed with a brain tumor at the age of 16 months. We had no hope until St. Jude rescued us. He's alive because of what St. Jude has done. He's here because of the doctors who came before, their blood, their sweat, their tears, the knowledge accumulated and shared you know, with everyone else around the world. This is how we help kids beat cancer all over. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. I'm a pretty great multitasker. I can wash dishes and do laundry. I can roller skate while walking my dog. I can even order lunch while doing my homework. But I can't use my phone while driving. A distracted driver is one of the leading causes of death in the United States. So when it comes to driving, please, don't be a multitasker. Don't drive distracted. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. In 2007, Marine First Lieutenant Travis Mannion was killed in Iraq after saving his wounded teammates. Travis's legacy lives on through the words he spoke before his final deployment, If not me, then who? Words that today fuel the spirit of Travis Mannion Foundation. And through TMF, these words can live in you too. Show the world what you're made of, because character is invisible until it's not. Find out how you can strengthen the character of your community alongside empowered veterans, families of the fallen, and inspired civilians at travismanion.org. The impact of a meal goes well beyond feeding our bodies because feeling full can sound like this. How did the interview go? I did it! I got the job! I can't believe it! And like this. Mom! I got first place at the science fair with my volcano project! That's amazing, sweetie. Congratulations! Because when people are fed, futures are nourished, and everyone deserves to live a full life. Join the movement to end hunger at feedingamerica.org slash act now. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Thanks for listening to News Nation on the Go. I'm Chris Cuomo. This is America's fastest growing cable news network, delivering fact based, unbiased news from all sides. This is your captain. We are going to be experiencing some slight turbulence. Please fasten your. Oh, hold on. Just got a video of my cat. Imagine the pilot of an airplane was as confident as you are texting and driving. Seems kind of crazy when you put it like that. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. 
It's been said that when someone you love has Parkinson's, you have Parkinson's. The Parkinson's Foundation knows that the disease doesn't just affect the diagnosed. It affects everyone who supports and helps care for them. If you have questions, the Parkinson's Foundation has answers. We can help you understand the disease. And give you tips for living a better life. Find your answers at Parkinson.org or call 1-800-473-4636. The Parkinson's Foundation. Better Better lives together. Hello, I'm Kate Levy. When I was just 10 years old, I lost my father, Joe, in the 9-11 attacks at the World Trade Center. He was a lieutenant in the New York City Fire Department. For 9-11 this year, now a National Day of Service, I'll be doing what my dad loved to do, helping others in need. Please join me by doing your own good deed that day. Visit 911day.org to learn more. Educational program. Uh, it's a prep course for the police academy because apparently too many complaints from female students. This seems to be a pattern for Brian Koberger. We've heard it a lot of times before. Uh, Tanya Carmela Beers told the Idaho Massacre podcast that he was very enthusiastic about a career in law enforcement. He was a leader in the training program, but she knew he was never going to get into the academy because he got booted because of the complaints. All of this coming on the same day as a status hearing, which should be boring, was anything but boring, because today we learned, don't get all excited about October 2nd. Brian Koberger today decided to invoke his right uh, uh, to waive a speedy trial, which means that trial date is off the books. Here's how it went down in court. Take a look. Okay, so Mr. Koberger, do you want me to accept your waiver? Yes, I do. Okay, you understand that if I accept your waiver, uh, you're giving up your constitutional right under the United States Constitution and the uh, Idaho Constitution on the on a, uh, constitutional right of speedy trial? I understand. You can talk about resetting this reference. I'm prepared to do that today. So we don't know when the trial is going to start now, but we'll keep an eye on it. We'll let you know as soon as we get that. In the meantime, we spoke to two of the family members of the victims of this alleged murderer. Uh, Zana Kernodal's mom, Karen Northington, told us she was disappointed. She was looking forward to that trial actually starting on October 2nd. And Steve Gonzalez, Kaylee Gonzalez's dad, sent us this statement. During the course of this hearing, the court encountered a barrage of frivolous motions. Subsequent to the court's establishment of stringent deadlines, the family entertained the notion that the defendant might voluntarily relinquish their right to a speedy trial. Given the substantial significance of this case to all the families in the community, the extension of time permits adequate preparation um, for the forthcoming trial date by all parties involved. That's Steve Gonzalez. Also, Koberger has asked for the death penalty to get taken off the table and also no cameras in court. They don't want cameras in court. So stay tuned to those motions. In the meantime, coming up, she is beautiful, she is rich, and she is headed off to prison. So while you uh, browse these beautiful pictures of this gorgeous lady um, and her fabulous life of Bentleys and private jets and top-notch plastic surgery, take one good guess why she's headed to the Iron Bar Hotel. And I'll give you a hint. It'll make you sick. That's next. 
Now you can discover the mysteries of ham radio. Using modern transceivers, you can make friends all over the world, even talk to astronauts in space, ships on the high seas, and flying aircraft thousands of miles away. Unlike phone users, ham radio operators talk absolutely free and provide vital communications during disasters or emergencies. To find out more about ham radio, visit us at ARRL.org. And remember, unlike the Internet, we crisscross the entire globe wirelessly. Day one, the hardest day, the day you hear. This is a type of blood cancer. But day one is just one day. At the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, we are here to help you move past day one. On day 45, I discovered an online community who shared great tips for in-treatment care. I missed a lot of school during treatment, and LLS helped me keep up. To learn more and get help on day two, day 28, or any day, please visit LLS.org or call 1-800-955-4572. Being an Army Ranger is a very fast-paced lifestyle. I was clearing a weapons cache in Haditha, Iraq, when the building collapsed on me, burying me alive. I spent six months in the hospital and a year of recovery. When I was separated from the military, I just felt like I was useless because I only had this one thing that I was supposed to do, and then that one thing was taken away from me. But then one day, I got a call from Wounded Warrior Project. They asked me to come to a workout, and I decided that I was going to get better, both physically and mentally. Now I'm a warrior leader. I create events and opportunities for other veterans locally. Wounded Warrior Project did a phenomenal job reminding me that my injuries aren't going to define who I am. And because of that, I can do anything that I want. See how we help warriors combat stigma at WoundedWarriorProject.org slash Combat Stigma. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is often laced into illicit drugs and used to make fake versions of prescription pills. You can't see it, taste it, or smell it. Suppliers mix fentanyl into their products because it's potent and cheap, and the dealer might not even know. Keep yourself and others safe by knowing the real deal on fentanyl. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. I thought it was a rash, but my doctor said it was a tick bite. Ticks can spread Lyme disease and other illnesses leading to chronic health issues. My brother was always having asthma flare-ups. A roach problem at home was causing it. Allergens left behind by roaches and rodents are a major driver of asthma attacks. When I had a fever and body aches, I never thought it was West Nile virus. Mosquitoes breed in standing water and can spread serious diseases. Get the facts at pestworld.org. A public service message brought to you by the National Pest Management Association. This is Cuomo on News Nation's audio stream, available 24-7 on the News Nation app, or just say, Alexa, play News Nation. At the Veterans Health Administration, we provide life-changing care to over 9 million veterans across more than 1,200 facilities nationwide. Our hands are busy, competent, skilled, healing, helping, and friendly. A place where diverse teams come together hand-in-hand to provide full patient-centered care. And where even robots lend a hand. Join hands with us. Learn more at vacareers.va.gov. A lot can happen in six seconds. A rodeo ride, a dramatic basketball win, and the world record holder can solve a Rubik's Cube. Six seconds is how long it takes for an 18-wheeler traveling at a safe speed to come to a complete stop. 
And in those six seconds, that truck will travel the length of two football fields. So please, give them room. Never cut in front of a large truck for any reason. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. Hi, it's Frank from Access. Imagine the feeling of a parent bringing home their child who has been suffering from a devastating illness or injury. And the parents wonder if things will ever be the same. That's where Welcome Home Angel steps in. They're a nonprofit 501c3 organization creating accessible living spaces and healthy, cheerful environments in which to live and recover. To learn if you're eligible for a makeover, to donate to these amazing families, or just get involved, visit welcomehomeangel.com. Change a room, change a life. It turns out that there's this real estate broker in Miami who decided that because a bunch of people were doing stuff, she'd do it too. <laughs> now she wishes she wasn't uh, of that conviction because uh, conviction is now part of her life. So here she is in her previous life as a styling Instagrammer on private jets with a, a Bentley and a fancy condo in uh, in Biscayne Bay. Uh, she gave her... Uh, private uh, collection of designer shoes, a whole makeover with all this money she came into contact with. And where'd she get that money? She got the money, a whole $381,000 of it, from the Paycheck Protection Program and the Economic Injury Disaster Loans. You guessed it, COVID relief money. And she was caught, and she's going to the pokey for three and a half years. She admitted it. And part of her admission was like, I was motivated by insatiable greed, and I believed everybody was doing it at the time. She has to repay almost $200,000. And again, mm, that's a federal crime, so she's going to probably spend all that time in jail. And you won't be Instagramming from there. But don't jump off a cliff if your friends are jumping off a cliff. Thank you, everyone, for being here tonight. Nice to have you with us. We'll see you right back here for Banfield Thursday night. Meantime, Cuomo is next. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.